0: This is the
1: High Hopes Podcast. I hope. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies. On Radio.com and Sports Radio
0: 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack Fritz, we're back, baby.
1: I know, buddy. And I got to be honest, like I, I was, uh, we, were, we were first we planned to do this Wednesday. And uh, yeah, like, no,
0: no, no. First, we planned to do it last week, if we're going to be real about it, last week, and that didn't happen. And then we planned to do it Wednesday, and now it's Saturday morning.
1: Right. Yeah. So uh, good job by us. Um, <laughs> and we're very sorry. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I was I was down um, in protocol. So, you know, I wasn't able to do it then. And then this week, I was just like, ah. It caught up to us. And we're, we're back today. But honestly, I was like, I, I woke up this morning and went downstairs and started, like, putting stuff together for the pod. And I was like, man, I miss the Phillies. I really do. Like, I miss you. I miss our listeners. Oh, I miss just thinking about the Phillies. I miss, you know, watching Kyle Schwarber highlights every day. It's been a few days. Um, and I don't know. if Like, does it make me a bad fan, James, that... Like, the Eagles play a playoff game tomorrow. And I realized, I think, yesterday (laughs) that the only, like, playoff game I really care about, like, the next playoff game I'll really, really care about is, like, when the Phils are in it. No, it's, like, like, the least
0: surprising thing you've ever said. uh, I would would have been able to say that for you. Like, I don't think anyone (laughs) is surprised by that at all.
1: Well, I know, but it's, like, I love the Eagles. I love the Sixers. I'm lukewarm on the Flyers. Uh, But, like... The only the next one that's really gonna mean something to me is a is a Phil's playoff series. I know that like the Eagles won the Super Bowl and then they went to the playoffs and whatever and, and yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow. But the next time I'm gonna like really like really be in is a Phil's playoff series. And I just uh, um <laughs> I need that to be this year.
0: Yes, I need them to play baseball this year, Jack Fritz. How that would be that? nice. Well, there's no there's no lockout
1: going on. I, oh. I think opening day is 74 days away, and that's going to definitely happen. Oh,
0: on- my God. I'm, I, uh, that's the thing. Is I'm with you. I, I think I agree 100% with your sentiments. I've missed you quite a bit. I've missed the High Hopes family quite a bit. But more than anything, I miss baseball. I miss baseball. I'm tired of not having anything to to read about to talk about like what players are gonna or the Phillies gonna sign. Does't matter because there's no freaking baseball i'm'm I'm, I'm frustrated, Jack. I'm frustrated. like it 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 feels like it, it especially because it's been like nothing. There was the one meeting and we'll get into some of that stuff and all that, but it's like it's been nothing. It's like baseball was like I was about to curse. Bleep it, We're just gonna disappear. See ya. Enjoy football.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, want to enjoy no, baseball. To, damn it! To be fair, they do this every every. I, every, I hate every, I
0: know we have that. Like, oh God! There, yeah. there is a few. There is a group. There are a few groups of people that I despise more than the Major League Baseball ownership group. God, I can't stand these people, Jack.
1: Yeah, listen, it's uh, I mean, again, it's it's millionaires, billionaires. You can't cry poor if you're rich enough to own a baseball team.
0: I'm sorry. That is a, a basic rule of human life, Jack. If you are rich enough to have bought a baseball team, you are not allowed to whine and cry about being poor about being too poor to manage your baseball team, to sign players. Like, that's not okay. You have to sell the team if you're going to cry about being too poor to actually have a real baseball team. Ah, that's how I feel.
1: Sorry. I need to get the there. Of my chest.
0: I had to get off my chest. I had to get off my I, chest. I I like has been the one built up, recently. man. Built up. Built
1: up. Pen up for a little bit here, yes, waiting for you to Yes. To yell about. I, I not like, know we're
0: gonna talk about it. I said to Jack before, I'm like, so like there's there no baseball. He's like, don't worry, I got take bag stuff. I'm like, all right, the take bag show. That's what this is gonna be. It's gonna be the take bag show because there's nothing to talk about. All right, I'm good. I'm calm now. I'm calm. I had to get my Charlie Day out. I had to get a little it's been built up, man. It's been built up. I'm, I'm well, i am I'm very frustrated without my I, sport right now.
1: And I think for us, like, we love we just love we love baseball. We just want baseball back. We want like, we want to get that that excitement for, for Philly. It's like like I, I'm tweeting about the Eagles I, I tweet it's about tough the man yesterday. I hate
0: seeing it it, it breaks my heart a little bit every time you know like a <laughs> tweeting about Jalen hurts it's like th- his heart's not in it I mean come on
1: I mean believe me I I would love to tweet like uh, thinking about the Phils right now because I'm always thinking about the Phils like almost at all times but like th- with the with the the lack of action and not knowing if baseball's even gonna happen and like I'm just sick and tired of like getting my heart broken with every single freaking update that we get it's just like like every update like every update we get from like passing or whoever just like a little part of me dies inside it really does like it's just (laughs) it's it's you know it's like oh they met for 30 seconds and they still hate each each other (laughs) (laughs) and and the sports coming crumbling down and they had a meeting
0: nothing got done there was no progress made they'll meet again in two weeks it's like okay
1: Cool. And we'll figure, like, you know what pisses me, uh, what drives me crazy is, like, <laughs> we'll see what Major I think the end of the pass and, like, tweet yesterday was, like, now the question is, when does Major League Baseball, when does the Players Association respond to, to baseball's, like, proposal? It's, like, this is your only job. <laughs> your only job for the next two months is figuring out how to get baseball on the field. Like, they're so, they are so annoying with this. It's, like. Oh, my God. And again, I just uh, and again, I I don't know. I I hate talking about this, but I know
0: you do. It's your least favorite thing.
1: I just want I just hope someone's looking out for the game. I I, I really and I I don't trust Manfred. I don't think he looks out for the game. I think he looks out for the owners because that's his job. And like he's supposed to be this like labor law guy. I don't know. I don't know if Tony Clark looks out for the game. Like I just I just hope that there's someone in there that has some common sense. That could be a grown up, and can say, "Hey, like, we're, unfortunately, you know, we are losing a bit of a standing in in uh, popular sports, and we can't afford to to miss games and not have buzz about our seasons. Like, can we just all grow up, admit that 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 it's been bad in the past, and come to an agreement? And it's frustrating because I know that's not going to happen. Like, I just I know that they're they're not going to just be like, hey." I forgive you. Hey, I forgive you too. <laughs> like, let's all come together and figure this out. No, it's going to be painful. It's And it's like, it's freaking 16 degrees outside.
0: I would Oh, like I just to- walked in, buddy. I just walked in. I'm still like recovering. My skin like, did feels like walk- burned. you your house? I walked from my house today. Yes. What's wrong with I you? I know. I thought about taking a lift and I was like, I don't want to spend the 12 $14 or whatever. Yep. But it's. I made I a mean, mistake, Jack. It's really, it's, it's, really, it's really, really cold. Good. It's, I In hindsight, I should have taken a lift. Yes.
1: I mean, I think pitchers and catchers reported, uh, were supposed to report in like a month. Oh my God. I mean, we could be, we could be having like, you know, uh, you know, seeing guys that are starting to report to Clearwater. And... I mean,
0: we could be talking about all the moves that made, the Phillies made, what the lineup's going to look like. The Kyle Schwarber and how many home runs he's going to hit at Citizens Bank Park. We can't talk about any of that, Jack.
1: I know. Well, unless you just convince yourself he's already a Philly like me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw the one tweet, I don't remember which one it was. You're like top five Phillies a most exciting Schwarber was number one. I thought
1: that was really funny. Well, listen, i am just I'm just, just convinced myself he's already a Philly. I just always um,
0: love the whatever and I'm sure it's a smaller because people people know what you do, but the, the percentage of people that follow you, it's like the ones who see like when you'll do the you know, this is the most important Eagles-Bucks game in the history of, you know, football or whatever. And people are like, Jack, you idiot, don't you remember? You know, like, those people who yeah. react to that, like, this is the same ones. I always think about those ones who see the... What is, what is he talking about? Did they sign Schwarber? Schwarber's not Philly. Like, the people who just don't get it. I always think about those people.
1: <laughs> I think about them, too. And I, and I always, like, I wish there was, like, a, a live cam saying, like, like they see that tweet <laughs> and, like, seeing them, like, start... Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> um, but you know, honestly, it just makes you smile a little bit. Oh, you know? I know. I know. Trust me, it's I know. Like a, it's a big gotcha. Um, but yeah, so like, and actually real quick, I mean, I feel like every podcast in Philly is actually a Philly. I need to bring up something about Kyle Schwarmer. Um, but uh I'm pretty sure he's going to be the next David Ortiz if they put the DH in the NL. And I think he has a David Ortiz-like impact with the Phillies if they wow, sign him. Wow, that's... Uh... Kyle Schwarber is the next David Ortiz if the Phillies sign him. Wow. But wow. Uh, and on a serious note, because that last comment was definitely not serious, and I definitely <laughs> have not thought about that a lot, is that uh, I guess apparently the reason he didn't sign before uh, the lockout was because it seems like it's trending towards that there's going to be a DH in the NL and, you know, he died. gets
0: more money if there's a DH from an NL team.
1: He's and he's going to. Yeah, his his market's going to be way more robust. So I think there's a, a a bit of a sentiment out there from from people like, oh, they should have got this done before the before the lockout. And it's like, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I totally get it from Schwarber's standpoint of like, yeah,
0: <laughs> wait, a, a, you can't sign Kyle Schwarber if Kyle Schrober won't sign.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> That's that on seems about the, that a seems basic the, level. The, believe it or not, it takes two to tango, yes. as they say. Um, so, uh, but it, it does make the market probably bigger, and that is that is mildly concerning. But glass half full, guy, because as you know, James, I am practicing my growth mindset. Oh, I'm and, impressed. And, uh, it's
0: it's been it's been something to behold.
1: I'm pretty sure that I could turn almost anything into a positive. Uh, that means more Matt Vierling in left field. Oh, that, there you go. Look at you. Well, because because I <laughs> I realized that I put up that list of like the five fellows and in buying the into in 2022, And I had Veerling on there, but then I realized, well, if they signed Schwarber, he's probably gonna be in left field, so that kind of kills my Vierling thing. Um but figured it out. Glass FO guy. Yeah, buddy. there's a DH coming. Thus, Matt Vierling starting in left field. Also, Matt Geerling, number five, up to number five in Fangraph's top 41 Phil's prospects. Ooh, what a rise.
0: Ooh, that, that is a, a hell rise. of a
1: rise, man. That is a hell of a rise. I know. And pretty, it's pretty very exci- exciting. Look at you. Now, I need him to not, uh, you know, drive balls into the dirt, and I need him to, you know, lift it a little bit. And then maybe, you know, maybe we can luck into a hitter that can launch some baseballs rather than him and Bomer who, like, smoke balls on the ground. But, uh I still believe in the kid and he, he hits the ball really hard.
0: Yeah, I, I like Veerling. I It feels honestly weird to like actually like that segued from from, you know, bitching about the situation we're into. Like you actually throw in some real baseball talk in there and it actually like threw me off for a sec. I'm like, oh, yeah, we like talk baseball. That's a sport. that's a sport that happens. Like Matt Veerling actually think, plays baseball. Just think,
1: James. A mere five minutes ago, you were yelling about the owner, and now you're. <laughs> and now, like honestly, uh, are you, you? You walked in in 15 degree weather. Now, do you now feel a little bit warmer? I'm inside? starting
0: to. I still have that kind of like a uh, um, like hot, kind of tingly feel on my face, but I'm getting there, buddy. I'm getting yeah. there. Well, it's and, like spring training
1: when you, here. Whenever you think about that, just remember. The only reason I'm sitting here even doing radio or or doing this podcast is because in 2013 in a series down in Virginia where it was 25 degrees uh, and I had to keep the book for an entire game uh, and then I was tasked with coming into the sixth inning against the top five team in the nation and I couldn't feel my fingertips and I got absolutely shelled for the first time in my life. I I never got shelled in my career. I, I got... I got so I couldn't throw anything but a fastball down the middle because my fingertips were so like frozen um, and I got shelved. And that's the only reason I'm sitting here today. It's true.
0: I mean, you'd you'd probably be locked out right now. Right. I mean, you'd be one of the lockouts.
1: You'd be. You'd yeah, I be mean, listen, I, I waiting waiting to I play maybe most-
0: looking around for a for a, you know, 100 million dollar contract, something like that, you know.
1: Well, I would assume that most teams are looking for 82 with some change. I think that's, you know, where the sport's trending. Oh,
0: clearly, yeah, not faster, slower. That's what we want.
1: Hey, Pat Gillick always said, "I want guys that are faster than the barrel or way slower than the that's barrel." That's right. So look at you,
0: you're a Pat Gillick guy. Just, <laughs> me and, yes, yes.
1: Me and Jamie Moyer. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're basically Jamie Moyer. Well, there was one time where I did throw harder than Jamie Moyer, and I was like, what are we doing here? How is this guy? <laughs> All right, uh,
0: let's get into it. Why don't we just dive on into the take bag? Like,
1: let, okay, we're, like
0: we're, throw we're it out. I mean, what else we got? You got other stuff besides the take bag? I mean, unless well, you want really. to dive I'm... into the actual labor dispute, which I'm guessing you don't,
1: knowing you. Well, I mean, there's no update other than everything's painful. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> and they're going to, and and, and uh, okay, the Players Association. I, I, I,
0: we'll, we'll do this one thing before they take back. When, okay. Uh, in all honesty, all jokes aside, whatever, like, you know, do you think spring training starts on time? Do you think the season starts on time?
1: I don't. I don't either.
0: Yeah. Well, that was fun. Happy we <laughs> did that. Happy we had a <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, 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 Would it bring down the pot, pal I, mean,
0: I, know. I wanted to go to the take bag You're like, oh, the take bag already? Well, I know, like, no, 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 to do, do not here? turn
1: this around on me You said <laughs> yesterday, I'll come up with some stuff that I can throw into the mix And I thought maybe you had something to throw into I the
0: tried. mix I tried, what am I going to throw into the mix? There's nothing to talk about, Jack <laughs> uh,
1: How's life, buddy? Always... How's life? <laughs> How's life? Yeah Dude, I gotta be honest I really like life. That's good, know? man. That makes me happy.
0: That's really good to hear.
1: Eagles play a playoff game tomorrow. Uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber is a Philly. Uh, Baseball is not locked out. Um, Everything's it's cold great. out. You know, I think I, I, the, 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 the complaining about the cold always drives me crazy. Like, I, I get it's cold out, and I, and I understand. But, like, if you don't like it, then move. I don't know. It's, I'm it, with it's, you on this,
0: Jack. I'm with you. I think it's a really yeah. fair
1: take. I know it's going to be cold, you know, and honestly, I'm one of those people, James. And and I, I brought this up to you yesterday where I said or two days ago, I said, like, I like like waiting for things and I like the build and I like reaching the apex. And I think it means more. That's why like I like going a decade between championships. Like I just I like championships, meaning things. And that's how I view winner. Like winter is basically what the, what the Phillies have been for a decade, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not great. But you it know, makes the summer coming. that you much know, better. And I always say to myself eventually they're going to win. Eventually we're going to get spring. Eventually we're going to get summer. And it'd all be okay. I like the four seasons, I like having different periods of the year. I wouldn't want the same weather every day. And I like the cold. I think the cold's perfectly fine. Now, I will say, this is very cold.
0: This it's is, you, Today's is, like, it was like 16 degrees when I walked in, I think. Um, yeah, today's like extra cold. And I will say, and I agree with you, and I've always said that. I'm a change of seasons guy. Like, I wouldn't want it to just all be the same. And, you know, old guy moment of the podcast here. Love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will say, as you get older... You get colder. Like, oh, it's, just, just, it's just one of those things, man. Like, I used to I used to be pretty good in the cold, and now, like, I'm just not. Like, I'm wearing long johns right now. I, long long johns, I wore long johns. I wore long johns. It's oh. 16 degrees out, Jack. Like, yeah, of course I wore long johns. I wore long johns. I wore a sweatshirt on top of, or with the jacket. I wore a hat. I wore gloves. I used to go out and just be like, boom, let's go. Not anymore, buddy. My bones, so my bones get
1: cold. St- have you reached the stage of your oldness where you're wearing sweaters in the summer?
0: Not yet, but but we're heading in that direction, Jack. I get it now. I get it. I get. It. And and the snowbird thing. Get it? Totally get it. Like at a certain point, it's tough, man. You feel it in your bones, Jack. Your old you're bones.
1: Start- you're starting to creak, pal. You're starting to creak, dude. I say, um, Like, will that-
0: like go outside with Zoe, and she'll be like, "No, nah, I'm fine." I'm like, I'm like bundled up, in my jacket. She's like, I'm totally fine. I'm like, you're three years old. Like, how are you totally fine? Like, that's how weak I am. I'm, I'm colder she than a three year old. You
1: know, like, does she say like, "Dad, I'm totally fine"?
0: More or less, she's like, I'm fine. Like, you know, you cold now? Okay, cool. Nice. Good talk. Yeah.
1: So she's she's full on talking. Oh,
0: oh yeah, she's a, she's like a person now. Yep. Yep. She just said my my back is killing me last night because she heard Emily say that, which is pretty hilarious. She's like well, Dad, she's Dad, your family. My back. back
1: is killing me. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? Your back is killing me. I mean, Zoe does work a nine to five. It's true. I mean, it's
0: true. She's throwing the family on her back, doing what needs to get done, you know? It's good. It's a good thing.
1: Uh, it's good. It's good work by Zoe. I, mean, I know, not- man.
0: I know. I she 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 saw what we needed. She said, I'll step in. I'll contribute. I'll throw some of this on my back, Dad. I know you're getting cold. I'll keep you warm. We're good.
1: What a leader um, <laughs> but I do I do gotta be honest like I really do say to my I do say to myself like eventually the fills are gonna be good again, and I can't wait for that time like i I know that's like a I don't know I I just i I think about that a couple of times a week like they're gonna be good again at some point and I just can't wait for that moment. Like, uh, I, maybe, uh, maybe that's why I'm not like super like gung ho on the on the on the Phillies or on the Eagles playoff thing. Like it's it's cool, but like I always think about what would it be like if the Phillies are there, and I just uh, I can't wait. So eventually, eventually, my friend, they will be there.
0: I, I can't think. I can't tell if that was like something that's supposed to make me feel good or bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I don't know either. But I always like think about I think about like my future life. And like uh, how however long I have left on this earth, and then I was like, you know, I hope to, I hope I get one more World Series. That's all, just one that's, more. That's pretty sad. It's yeah. Pretty, well, I listen, mean, it,
0: fair though. I mean, very, very, very fair. Very. They fair. have the
1: most losses in in professional sports yeah, history.
0: Buddy, tell me about it. Yes, yes. I mean, it's been a decade. They have I mean, somehow, some way, they they and the Mariners are the two longest teams in baseball have made the playoffs. Like. We said that, you know, we said that at the end of the year last year, all that stuff. But it is, it is astounding to think about that the Philadelphia, and granted, you know, historically it's not that same, but they're Philadelphia. Like we had such a great run there, and then to just go back to be in the freaking Phillies, it's like, come on, man, come on. Um, um, is there a yes. more important person in Philadelphia than Dave Dombrowski? I say no. I used to have politicians, people who own teams, people who run teams, people who, I think Dave Dombrowski is the single most important Philadelphian. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: Well, and a uh, good thing is that um, Seattle and Philadelphia are both two smart small market teams. So, <laughs> oh, so it's all good. Uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> oh, and and I've said obviously said this a couple times uh, you know, in this offseason, but I do trust Dave and I'm excited. Excited post lockout uh to, to to kind of see what he does. So, um, you know, Cornick and was nice, um, but I could definitely use uh, a little bit more. Also, never mind. I'm not I'm not going to get Ooh. into it. Um, take back.
0: Whoa, what was that? <laughs> oh, funny. No, I was
1: going to bring up I just going to bring up that Otley broke his hand uh in 2007 and he i looked up yesterday he's betting 336 and sometimes i forgot like like i'm happy j roll won the mvp that year but um this is really what
0: you were going to what a non-sequitur you're talking about trusting dave and then you're like and by the way chase utley in 2007 guys
1: yeah Yeah. i know i don't (laughs) you you
0: you are a true like your philly's brain is just sick and i love it
1: July 26, 2007, yeah. the, day, the day Utley broke his hand when he's batting three thirty six. Like, like, seriously, what do you think he would – like, what, do you, what does he end up batting that year if he doesn't break his hand? I mean, that's one of the better off, offensive seasons of all time.
0: Certainly for a second baseman, one of the best. It's yeah. ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and now we're starting to get to the point where well, he's actually overrated. It's like, well, well – And is there
0: anything more annoying going than, than the people who think Rollins is a more of a hall of Famer than Utley? It's just like, stop talking. Just stop. Please, just don't – just stop. It, it, yeah, you're you're literally embarrassing yourself when you say that. I'm sorry. Uh, when Ollie when Utley
1: broke his hand, three thirty six, 581, one, nine ninety six, uh, OPS with, with, with seventeen homers from a from a second baseman. Is that good? It's pretty good. He still ended the year batting uh, three thirty two, but I think the power was zapped from that point. Yeah. What
0: a what a shame, Jack. What a shame.
1: If, if, how about then, this if he wins he... the
0: mvp that year he's probably a lock hall of famer it's probably the little thing that puts him over the top yeah and then we yeah, don't even yeah. have to hear the rollins thing because it knocks him back it's just a, a, you know there it is
1: and if he comes out in 2008 i mean in 2080 like the first half of 08 was ridiculous where he was like oh we're gonna we're gonna have three straight mvps and then he like really really cooled off and then uh, first half of '09, Raul Obani is also. It's like, oh, we could have had four straight MVPs, uh, but then he cooled off. So, um, fun, fun little reminiscing yeah, about the good times there. That was good yeah. times right there. Yes, yes.
0: <sighs> uh, speaking of which, a uh, uh, future Jimmy Rollins, William Bergola?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, number four prospect. That's exciting, right? I mean, the Phillies signed an international
1: guy um yeah i listen i uh I, I need you to be more excited about this jack i need you to be more excited about this so i'm excited about the bat um i just for me I, I don't get super excited about like the the sky report that says he's an all-around good game you know like it's like it's all around good but how like what's the ceiling um and i, I look at him in the field and I, I don't really see it in the field. Um. But the bat looks pretty good, uh, and I do like the fact that he's a number four uh, prospect. You know, I think that's I think that's really important because honestly, like the importance of like uh, the the Phillies are never. I would say that they probably won't have a top. I mean, unless things go massively wrong, they shouldn't have a top ten or top five pick in the next couple of years. Um, but they need to find a way to get game changing talent yeah. around Bryce if they're they gonna, need the
0: elite guys.
1: Yeah, so if they're gonna if they're gonna maximize uh, Bryce's prime, they're gonna need to hit on 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 some international guys. I think like you look at you look at uh, the Nationals and yeah, and the Braves, thinking, the
0: team that just won the World Series. How about that too?
1: Right, but but the Nationals uh, make more sense in this in this regard. From like they were bad for a long time, they had a lot of top ten picks, and they were able to build their core where they had Harper, Rendon, Strasburg, and um. Uh, But those guys, like they they had those, they brought in Scherzer and they had their team. But to make that core win a World Series and what made them ridiculous was like, I mean, Juan Soto coming up and literally being the next like Barry Bonds and just a transcendent talent. And uh, the Nationals apparently signed Soto's younger brother, who is now, it was called like the phenomenon. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not not thrilled about that. Um, So, but like that, that core was good. But what made that core insane was like, oh, here's Juan Soto. And the Phillies, like— Well, and again, the remember.
0: Braves, too. I mean, Acuna and Albies, two massive— par- I mean, obviously, Acuna got hurt uh, that when they won the World Series, but but two massive parts of that core in that World Series team, you know? Like, those guys are both international signings. Like, right, so it's an important right, area to, are also- to add.
1: Right, but those guys were also there from the the beginning, and that's my point. Like they were there from the beginning. And right, they built, they I, know, built. I know. I'm
0: not. I'm talking. I'm, I'm just talking about the importance of the international market for right. sure. I I'm get. I get your parallel.
1: Maximizing the Bryce, the Bryce Wheeler, you know, J.T. Nola, Hoskins core. They gotta hit on one of these guys and have them come through the system fast and and be a difference maker. Um, because like I just don't think they're gonna be able to. Like I think this draft is actually gonna, is actually really good, and I think they're gonna get a really good player at 17. Um, this is actually like one of the more loaded draft classes I can remember in the last couple of years. So I think they're gonna get a difference maker. Um, but we know that elite talent is usually at the top of the draft and um they're just not really gonna be there. So being able to hit on these guys is just is just massive when he's talking about the future of the team. So I hope he's I hope he's really good. I like that um I like that he has the family bloodlines. I mean his dad play the big leagues for a little bit so he he has that um, good polish from that standpoint. And again, I think the bat looks good. I the feel I don't think he looks very uh uh fluid in the field. So and again, like I'm basing this off a 45 second yeah. like And he's sev- any
0: 17 years old right. too. So, right. It's right. so a like a lot of
1: harsh. I'm not going to make like uh right. you know big judgments on him. Um but <laughs> They, they, so I was on Fangraphs this morning because I saw that they they like, officially signed them today or yesterday. Um, I think it was <laughs> earlier today. Was the
0: official? It was yesterday. It was like rumored it was gonna happen, and they officially today.
1: I think. Right. So I was on uh, I was on Fangraphs this morning. I was looking at their their international board um, just to like see what their sky report was, and I saw it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I watched the video. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But then I saw that they signed this that, that they're uh, they're supposedly gonna sign this kid for 2023, like next year's class. When this rolls around, uh, Starlin Gabba, and I would just like to say, like, he's gonna be a superstar. Like, Ooh, like
0: so you're saying I, he could be our Soto or Acuna if they I, sign. I, up. I
1: legit, like, I, I watched like I watched Bergola, and then I watched this kid, and I was like, what position That's this kid play? Talent. He's also a shortstop. They're shortstop. Oh, okay. Um. So I, I watched Bergola, and I was like, fine player. And then I watched Starlin Kaba and I was like superstar so i don't know how it's going to change in the like with the cba and like all that stuff um but if they sign that kid i mean he looked he looked super super talented so i was excited about that and And look
0: just uh, i mean it's it's an area where the phillies have historically forever lacked like they have just not done a good job of mining the international market Dave Dombrowski coming in, and hopefully that's not just something that he's going to start doing well, but also set an infra That's what we're excited about. One of the things we always talk about with Dombrowski is the guy knows what a winning organization looks like. He knows what winning organization should do, and we want the Phillies to be set up in that image for now and also for when he's gone down the road. Like, so I think like mining the international market, taking more shots in the international market, being more aggressive in the international market is a big part of that.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and that's that's honestly, you yeah. know. Making the Phillies a a, uh, a yeah. well functioning yes. organization yes. again. a is,
0: 2022 baseball club, so to
1: speak. It's just as important as anything else that Dombrowski absolutely um, has done. So I mean, listen, he has a, he had a pretty good international track record uh, up in Boston. I think Bogarts has already signed when he was there, but I'm 95% sure that he was part of the uh, group that that signed Rafael Devers, which
0: um, ooh, buddy. You know, I mean, yeah, that's my guy. I love it. He's yeah, my favorite non Phillies hitter in baseball.
1: Really? Raphael ever- just
0: a pure hitter. Like he's not as good. Like, obviously, if I were to take a guy, I would take Acuna. I would take Vlad Jr. I would take Soto. I think those guys are better. I'm talking my favorite to watch. Like, I just I love the way that guy It feels like Tony Gwynn. Like, he's not he's not Tony Gwynn. Don't get me wrong. But like, he reminds me of Tony Gwynn, the way he approaches at bats, his ability to hit it, to, to hit it to all over the field. He's got more pop than Gwynn. Um, but he's like that kind of like I always say like if I had to bet on one kid under twenty five to get three thousand hits, and I don't think anyone, you know, it's tough to do. It doesn't seem like that we're you know, it's it's tough to get three thousand hits, but if I had to bet on anyone under twenty five, I would bet
1: on Devers to get three thousand hits. I wonder if Soto gets there.
0: He could too. I mean Soto's amazing. He walks a lot though.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um Speaking of speaking of guys who are gonna have three thousand hits, that's how I feel about Tamar Johnson, who is in this draft. <laughs> I, dude, I, I would, I would, if, if I I need the CBA to allow trading draft picks because I would give up like every number one to go. Up I mean, and get it's
0: the, insane it. that they don't. I mean, we've talked about this forever, but I, you know, it, it makes no sense that you can't trade. I've never understood it.
1: Well, I guess when it was fifty rounds or whatever, I yeah, guess it makes sense. Sure. But now it's down to like twenty like 20 rounds, So it should be, it should be easier, but uh, I would, I would, I would do almost whatever it takes to go up and get Tamar Johnson. I don't think he's going to go to number one, but I just think that kid is like, like he, uh, he's the best, he's the best hitter I've, I've seen in, in, wow. in any of these recent drafts. Wow. That is, I mean, that's he's, he is, he is ridiculous. Wow. Um, and I, I don't know where he's going to play defensively, but like when we're talking about pure bat. I mean, it just, I, I remember when last year when I was getting ready for the draft I like watched a 2021 like futures game and he was like a year younger than all those kids. <laughs> and I watched him and I was like, hold on, is this guy in the draft? <laughs> and, then I looked, and then I looked him up and it was like, oh, he's going to be a top five pick in next year's draft. And I was like, no crap. I mean, it jumps <laughs> off the screen with, with his talent. So um, I don't know. I just, uh, he's, he's one of the, if I was taking futures, futures bets on guys, he's like number one wow. um, and Starling Cabba. So <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's listen. There's no <laughs> lockout. There's no lockout.
0: Uh, speaking of which, take back.
1: Okay. I feel like uh, there's an appropriate. I, appro- I have with. no idea
0: how we made it 30 plus minutes
1: without getting the take back. But go ahead. That's what
0: we do. Um it's what we do. It's what we do, buddy.
1: Um, first thing to take back. How about our guy, T-Mac, dude? T-Mac and Tony Romo. The number uh,
0: one team. Shout out to T-Mac.
1: And I just kept waiting him. I kept waiting for him, and I even texted him. I was like, "Come on, man! I need the Yingling read. I like. I loved the, the, ying, the Yingling read last year when he's coming out of break. Like, ah, it looks like those fans need the Yingling. they <laughs> like, he was just like shoehorned into the broadcast out of nowhere. Um, and I just. I needed, like, I needed, like, some Toyota, like, you know, or the or, <laughs> Independence Blue Cross Philly of the Week. Like, I needed something. I, need, I needed T-Mac to give me a little, like, so, so the people at home know, like, come on. You're, you're our guy, T-Mac.
0: I 100% agree. It was super cool, to He's phenomenal at calling football games. Phenomenal at calling basketball games, too. Like, very versatile, T-Mac. I will say. Bit of a, you know, I don't know, um, what's the word? We're, big time move to say I texted the number one CBS NFL broadcaster as he was broadcasting a game with Tony Romo, Fritz!
1: Big time!
0: Look uh, at it's you! Not, uh, it's, wow. No big time. It's, wow.
1: Just, it's just friends wow. checking in on friends.
0: Wow. Don't don't forget about us, all right? The, you know, your high hopes people when you know, big time Fritz, just just remember we're here. That that we loved you and that we were we supported you before anyone else. I just want you to remember that, okay?
1: Yeah, listen, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it's just it's just you know, it's my guy at No, you it know? was it was
0: it was really cool to see,
1: and I, I thought it was a really also, neat thing that he got to do that. I also texted his, his son Pat in front of the podcast Pat, Pat McCarthy, Pat. Um, and he sent me a picture of. Himself wearing an Eagles shirt, a Sixers beanie, and drinking a gingling. And I was like, "Is this with the McCarthy outfit? Is? <laughs> like, are, do you guys just have? Are you guys just funneling ginglings all the time?" No, um, no. So I uh, I appreciate that, and good for T Mac. And uh, he'll be on the call again tomorrow for uh, for Westwood One uh, for the Eagles game. So, you know, Hey, maybe he's our lucky charm.
0: Very cool. And it's not like he's going to have any baseball obligations anytime soon. So, you know, no. do, do as many games as you can do. You?
1: He can do all March madness. he Yeah. He'll, he's he'll, fine. He'll...
0: There's going to be no conflicts there, buddy.
1: Right. And, um, I appreciate everyone reaching out wondering if Jim Nance resigned and to, to, oh, to get so
0: great. And even you tweeting it out, I appreciate you just kind of owning that. That was good. It was so good. Was a... I will say, though,
1: Nance on the hot seat?
0: I mean, how could he not be? I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know, no offense to, to patron saint of the I podcast, Jim Nance. Um, I mean, T-Mac's better at it. We're going to be yeah.
1: And uh, if we want to go full circle on this take, with John Madden passing away, uh, there are so many clips circulating of, like, him and Summerall. Dude, like – Summerall was maybe the most boring broadcaster. (laughs) That
0: was his thing, man. That was. Oh,
1: God. I can't believe people like it. Well, I
0: never. Well, and Joe Bucks talked about that a lot, like how he used to like model himself after Summerall and and when he almost lost his voice, the vocal cords thing or whatever, he was like, screw this. Like, I'm actually going to like show emotion and be a part of this. Like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I never like I, I love Matt and Summerall, especially because I think it worked because Madden was so gregarious and over the top that like the uh, understated Summerall was was like uh, a nice foil for that. But like when you watch like the biggest plays of all time, it's like Montana Rice, touchdown Niners. They've won. They've won. They've like, won the, they've won the Super. They've won the Super Bowl. You know, it's like that. It's like what are we doing here, man? Like just give me some, baby. I'm with you. I get it. I get it. It's a different just, era.
1: I know. I know. I just like, come on. I mean, he's not even he's not in Joe Buck or Jim Nance's class or Al Michael's class. Um, All right. Uh, Since, you know, James, that I'm addicted to uh, making top five lists. Oh, yeah. It's literally your job these days. I decided five fills that I think will have the best 2022.
0: You're bringing the top five to the pod. This is phenomenal. Well done. This is Uh, this is strong work
1: right here. We got to get through we got to get through an off-season with no baseball. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you got to figure something out. Yeah. All right, next week, beat the hammer Philly style. We'll be asking Jack questions.
1: Yeah, listen. <laughs> man, we'll, get, we'll get collars on the horn. Yes. We'll do all that stuff.
0: And by the way, for those wondering, we are going, obviously, to do our all-time Phillies draft. We just we figured uh, let's wait till the Eagles are done because it's like, why why try and mess with that? Yeah, I guess this Even though Jack has there. zero excitement for the Eagles, people in Philadelphia do, so you know, we well, figured we yeah. would.
1: It's not that I'm. Again, I'm excited. I'm for joking.
0: The Eagles, I know you but are. But all that matters <laughs> is know. Jalen Hurts
1: playing well tomorrow.
0: Yeah, what a horrible take that was.
1: God, be honest. I mean, gotta, the idea that, like over that it's
0: more important that Jalen Hurts play well than the Eagles win the game is a crazy take. But I appreciate it. It's a good take. I mean, it's a good take. It's a horrible
1: opinion. All I'm saying is, like, I'm just telling you how I feel, and that's how I feel. Hey Jack, sorry if you think it's a bad take.
0: Hey Jack. Stick to baseball,
1: buddy. Oh, there it
0: is.
1: (laughs) I will be honest. Like when people tell me to stick to baseball. It's like a compliment
0: to you. You're like, I want to stick to baseball. Trust me. All
1: right. Well, and it's like, "Ah, I guess people think I know baseball. It's a compliment. Exactly. I'll take it. Listen, growth mindset. You know, it's It's one of those like, hey, this guy's telling me I suck, but hey, kind of likes my baseball. (laughs) stuff. Maybe it's not all that bad.
0: I like it. It's a good angle.
1: Number five. Feels that I think will have the best 2022 is I truly believe that uh next year is the year that Connor Brockton turns into uh, an elite reliever. I mean, I think Destiny, Destiny LaGuardia, yeah, yeah. Day, and I if you don't this. follow Destiny, you are absolutely missing yeah, out. Yeah, you
0: should follow Destiny.
1: She's a great I girl. think she's great. And she tweeted out that like Brogdon's ERA, I think, would have been two point six three if you take out that, that stupid six homer or six run anything. Six run And yeah. Girardi Gerardi just let him like languish <laughs> like, out there. I mean, seriously, like, come on, Joe. That think was, about the take, man. That was tough. Think about the take. That was tough. Um, uh, but I love Brogdon. I think next year is the year that it kind of all, all comes together for him. I, I can to- totally thing that see bothers it. me with the thing that bothers me most with like baseball. Um like conversation is that, and it happens with Bohem all the time, where it's like a guy, like a guy isn't unbelievable from day one. It's like, I feel like baseball is the sport that you got to watch guys develop the longest. Like it just, it just takes a, a good amount of time. Like it did, like not everyone comes up and is right away great. Or if they do come up right away, the league usually adjusts back to them. Um, so, you know, I just think that it usually takes three years for, for guys to kind of figure it out. And that's how I feel about Brockton. 100%.
0: That, Hundred, hundred, yes. hundred percent.
1: Now this one's a little bold um, because I he'll probably struggle, but I just love him. And when we brought him up earlier, but that oh, you're going fearless, aren't you? I'm going fearless, pal. <laughs> I love it. I love Dude, it. I just, I just think that guy hits, and, and he hits the ball hard. And he's like a, he's a, he's an a sneaky like power speed combo. Very fast. Um, his swing like, is so funny to me. It kind of looks like he's swinging a, uh, one of those things that you, you have in the pool. The noodle. the noodle. Like sometimes it does. It looks like-
0: yes, it does. That's a really good call, actually. The pool noodle. So, I like
1: that. Um, I, I just, I, he's, he got a lot better last year. Made it to the big leagues. Um, looked like a, a good player from day one. And I just think that the more he works with Ochart, the more he works with the driveline guys. By the way, Phil's continuing to hire uh, Drive line guys. I hired a guy named Patrick Brennan the other day, who uh, about a month ago came out with like he, he like power ranked like organizations uh, like minor league development or whatever mm-hmm. and of last year. So like how would how would they do in the last year um, in in developing their players contrary to like the talent they had. And, like, the Phillies were in the top ten. Ooh! Uh, well, yeah, because, like, I mean, I, they don't have the most talent down in the minor leagues, but I think they got a lot out of the talent in the, in the minor leagues. So, um, and Vierling's, Vierling's one of those guys. I mean, Vierling was a fifth-round pick who people believed in, but uh, had really never taken a step forward, and last year got to the big leagues after, you know, starting the year in, in A. so... Um, try to those guys and, and, you know, let's start lifting the ball.
0: Yeah. Look, he hit in the majors, right? I mean, he came up and he hit when given the opportunity and it wasn't a ton of opportunities. It's the smallest of sample sizes, but it looked like there was something there. And to your point, he hit the ball hard. The exit velo and all that stuff was, was impressive. Obviously didn't lift the ball much as you pointed out, but I think there's, there's a lot to like with Vierling. Like I'm not ready to say he's, he's more than a fourth outfielder, but could he be? Yeah, he definitely could be, and I do think worst case, I think he's a, I think he's a major league baseball player, you know, which which I think a lot of people didn't think he was to be able. To.
1: Well, that and I like the idea if they do sign Schwarber, having Schwarber as a DH and him in left, and um, you know, uh, have Veerling, and he seems like he seems like a good defender. I don't have any like numbers, or I don't really totally. It just seems
0: athletic out there. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah,
1: and I really, uh, I, I hope my hope a year from now. Um, well, unless they can do something, unless they can do something big in free agency or trade, I hope a year from now we have an Ethan Wilson, uh, Matt Beerling, you know, left field kind of platoon. And, uh, that's my goal. So bang. Number uh, three, number three, number three. I, I'm going to keep buying stock in the guy. Cause I think Kevin Long is going to, is going to really help him. And that is Alec Boehm. Like I just, I think he's going to have a really good 2022. I, I, I believe in the bat. I've always believed in the bat. I think people are too down after last year. I think the defense is always going to be a problem. I'm not sure what they do, um, you know, once the lockout ends. I thought it was interesting that um, there was, like, a graphic on the article yesterday on NBC Sports Philadelphia um, from Salisbury talking about, like, they're not sure where Reese fits in if he doesn't sign a loan from extension. So maybe maybe there is plans uh, post-lockout to move Reese and have Boehm play first or something i I personally wouldn't do that, but I thought it was interesting that that could be an option. and it makes sense if he's not going to sign long term. But I don't know whether they are going to put bomb defensively, but I, I I'm still a believer in that bat. I think that bat is 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 good, and I think he's going to figure out how to lift. and i I just will I will always buy bat to ball guys that hit the ball hard figuring out how to lift the ball,
0: yeah, preach. Uh, and we talked about this a lot last year and all that. But to your point, you made just a few minutes ago, like I think that, baseball fans in general and not not high hopes listeners we are a different breed here but for the most part baseball fans are really short especially nowadays like it used to be different obviously but everything's changed but we have really short uh you know timetables that we give people like we're really quick to just turn on guys i mean you know bowman what 340 is a rookie i know it was a, a shortened season and stuff but like he showed that he could hit major league pitching like all the like to your point jack like the, the list of guys who come up and start hot and then get adjusted to and struggle for a while and then get good again is, like, almost everyone. <laughs> it's, like, the, the practically the list. Like, the only guys who aren't are, like, and even Trout sucked when he first came up and then put it together pretty quickly. But it's the Sotos and the Cunhas and, like, these guys who are, like, the, the generational talents. Other than that, like, everyone has these ups and downs early. Like you, Like, you don't just come up and crush major league pitching forever. Like, that's really rare.
1: I agree. I agree. And I again, I just trust that guy to to figure it out. Yeah. And I I think I think Kevin Long is gonna help him a lot. You know, I, I see what he did with meeting. He needs help. It
0: felt like last year, and we talked about this a lot last year, and whether it was just the, the clubhouse or man you know, manager and, and coaching and stuff, but it felt like he was kind of languishing there and like it didn't really feel like they were and again, we're not there, we're not in the coaching, area, but it felt like it was you know, kind of just spiraling without kind of any help to pull him out of it. You know, what I mean, we talked about that a lot last year.
1: Yeah, uh, and you could see him like getting visibly upset. Yeah, he was like throwing he, his helmet and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, I think a guy like him along will help him from that standpoint. Uh Number two, uh, Phils. I think we'll have the best twenty twenty two. Is Bailey falter? I, I I am love it. Very deep release. I don't know. Um I love the so, deep release like, thing.
0: I think I, I just I love that. I think it's a it it's one of those things where people is like it sounds like BS to people, but to me it just makes all the sense in the world.
1: His release point?
0: Yeah, like that matters. Like no wonder he's so effective even though he doesn't throw
1: that hard. Like
0: it's because yeah, it's I mean, like really hard to catch up to the ball when you don't see it till the last second.
1: Yeah, it just it jumps on hitters. And um I think his slider has a chance to get to get plus. Uh, the fastball thing will always be really good. And when you watch his tape and like, I think I saw like someone like retweeted like a pitching ninja video of him the other day. And it got me thinking like if he could get a change up to pair off of that fastball, I mean, I think the upside is, is really, really high. Um, like he always kind of reminded me of Cliff. Um, I think that him adding a change up this offseason is like, one of the most important things he can do to just have a third pitch to go off his fastball, like his fastball is a really good rise to it. Um, if he can get a change up to pair off of that, I mean it just it just changed everything. He throws his he throws his fastball a lot. So, and if you can keep the same arm slot, same arm speed, all of that fun stuff. Um, I just think that I think I think he comes into this off season or comes into next season, whenever that is, with a good change up. Again, I'm not sure what his role's gonna be. You know, I think he could be almost Ranger-ish out of the bullpen when Ranger first came up, um, or this year, and and do what he did and that, like, helped the Phillies, like, stay afloat there for a little bit before Ranger turned into, like, the best lefty I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, I think Bailey's going to have a really good season, and I think, you know, next year's kind of his, his, his breakout year as well.
0: Love it. Who's number one?
1: Number one is Reese Hoskins.
0: Wow! Oh, I, dude, I did I, not see this coming, and I love it. I love it. I
1: think Reese's year last year has been so under-talked about. I mean, his, you know, I
0: think his injury, like, you can really point to that kind of being the thing that potentially knocked him out of the playoffs. Like, they were just good. a different lineup without him that last month
1: or whatever. He always got the big hit when they needed it. Like, he was the guy in the middle of the lineup when when Bryce had, like, like 20 homers and 24 RBIs. Um like, it was it was Reese that was getting all the RBIs. And it was Reese that was continuing to drive in runs. And I think, like, much like Brogdon with the with the uh, one game where he allowed six runs and it ballooned his ERA up, like, Reese had that 0 for, like, 30 streak or whatever, and it completely sunk his overall numbers. Like, I wonder what his numbers would have been if he took that out. So, um, you know, obviously it happened and those are the numbers, but... You know, I just if you take that out, his numbers look really, really good. And um, when he went out last year, the the entire lineup just crumbled. Uh, so, you know, I think, again, he's another guy with Kevin Long who, you know, I think Schwarber obviously credits him for a lot. So all those guys down there, you get a guy like Reese who showed consistency for the first time in his career last year with an experienced hitting coach like him. I, th- I think we could see another level to Reese Hoskins.
0: I, I love that, man. And Reese has had real success in the major leagues. I know he's a, a, the the streakiest guy we've ever seen. He's had some stretches. We all remember the one a couple of years ago, the second half, where he's literally the worst hitter in baseball or among the worst hitters in baseball. But, you know, you average it all out. Reese Hoskins is a damn good hitter. Like, that's really what it is. And to your point, being with a real-deal hitting coach and, like, uh, you know, having a real spot in the sign. and look, Reese playing for a contract, right? I mean, if they don't trade him, if they don't decide they're not going to sign him, all that stuff, like, dude is playing for money, so there's a lot of motivation there too. I'll add one more name, and you mentioned him, but I, I like for me, the the certainly the person I'm most intrigued to see right now is Ranger. You know, because that was such a the, it's among the most unexpected seasons from a Philly I ever remember in my lifetime. Like, seeing what a guy was in Ranger and seeing what he was as the reliever and a starter and, like, this, you know, middling, soft-tossing, lefty type of thing. And then going back to the whole player development thing we were talking about before, like, all of a sudden, he's pumping in there in 96, 97, and he was the the best pitcher on the team for a large stretch of the season. He was one of the best pitchers in baseball for stretches of the season. And it wasn't just the numbers. It was eye test. It was you watch this guy, and it it just felt that way, and his calm under pressure. I mean, it's like, you know, we joked about it, but like it's like the guy doesn't even have a heartbeat. He's so calm, like— I'm so intrigued to see with Ranger. Obviously, I don't expect him to pitch to a sub two ERA or even a low two or whatever you know dominance he was last year. But but what he showed last season, and not just his ability to get outs and pitch at high level, but his ability to just kind of do whatever the team needed from him to come in and be the the fireman reliever guy and then go. And by the end of the season, he's throwing seven innings and stuff like that. Like I'm so intrigued to see. What of that carries over? What type of pitcher Ranger is, and if this is like real, tangible stuff that's going to carry forward, and and all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like you know Wheeler, Nolan, Suarez is like, holy crap, what a top three, you know? Like I, I, like it is possible because what Ranger did was so shocking last year to me, like and so out of nowhere for him to take that type of leap, that it's like you have to at least wonder: is this you know real, and can this continue? And if it does, what a big deal it is.
1: Yeah, Ranger went from fireman reliever to their closer to to, to the best uh, starter on
0: the team outside of Wheeler and at times better than Wheeler.
1: Yeah. I mean he had a 1-5-1 ERA as a starter. He team. was
0: amazing, man. And in big spots, like in me, like he kept being like, Oh, better get Ranger on the hill so we can win a game when we need it. Like he was he was awesome. And I'm super intrigued to see if that carries forward or how much it carries forward.
1: Yeah. Uh the stopper, Ranger Suarez. Um yeah, no, I agree. And I probably should, I should. Looking back, I should have had him on my list. That's what I'm here for, I, man.
0: I'll add it in. Know. You know, it's, yeah, it's that's good. why we're a team, buddy.
1: I do love him. I really do. And I, I do think he's I'm, the
0: most intriguing, like in terms of like at least just the guys we've watched, like ceiling and floor for what we've seen from Ranger is so I I never expected them to be so far apart. Like, I really thought his ceiling was a lot lower than what we saw last year.
1: Yeah, and I'll i never forget uh, the having to get six outs against the Red Sox up in Boston, and him getting it and oh, holding a one run lead. Oh was yeah, like, buddy. that's yeah. That was right that before was... the
0: All Star break. That one, yeah, yeah, that was
1: great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, he's the lefty lefty Kyle Hendricks. How's that?
0: Ooh, <laughs> are you kidding me? Please.
1: Yes. Yes. All right. That's my top five. Uh, Do you ever just forget that Bryce Harper won the MVP?
0: So it's so funny because I I almost said at the top of the pod because I don't forget it. This is my point. I don't. I almost said at the top of the pod, Jack, at least if there's no baseball this year, Bryce Harper gets to be the reigning MVP for all of 2022. So, like, that's a silver lining. No, I I don't. I I, I don't forget about it. It's like the one thing I don't forget about. Maybe it's because it won me a lot of money, too but i uh i i it's it's like the one thing i like it's my flag, it's my Phillies
1: flag right now It's
0: my bryce harper m v p flag is the one thing in the last few years I can be truly truly proud of right now
1: that's nice, and i it's good i just for, i i always just forget about it oh like I forget no, anybody. not
0: this guy buddy
1: <laughs> good, not good. this guy uh,
0: I'll carry that flag for both of us, buddy,
1: good, and my last thing here, at think back is like. Why are we doing an A Rod Manning cast? Oh, God.
0: I I can't think of someone I want to watch less.
1: I know. But Uh, I I mean, like,
0: it's just because something works because it's Peyton Manning and he's like the most charismatic, likable person in the industry. Like, oh, let's do it with A Rod, who no one likes.
1: Anyway. But we do get David Cohn in the Sunday night booth, and that is very exciting. (inaudible)
0: Applause. Applause. I told you this, I'll tell it on here. My David Cohn story, when I was a kid, uh, my dad used to take us on baseball trips. Every summer, me and my brother, we used to go to like four or five stadiums. We would, you know, plan them in areas. We'd be like, all right, Detroit, Minnesota, Casey, we'd do like a Midwest trip and all this stuff. And my dad used to know, I guess, or whatever, look into it, whatever, but players used to stay at Weston. So he always used to stay at the hotel that he would think the visiting team was staying at. And we went to Chicago to, to go to Wrigley, Mets, Cubs, and we were staying at the hotel that the Mets were staying at. David Cohn pitches that day and got rocked. Day game at Wrigley got rocked. Gave up like nine or ten runs. Like just got crushed. Maybe it wasn't that many. I was a kid. But he definitely got crushed. And after the game, we're back at the hotel, and he's sitting in the hotel bar. I'm like eight years old. And I'm like, Dad, Dad, it's David Cohn. I want to go get his autograph. And my dad was like, son, listen. The man's in the bar. He got rocked today. I think this is one of those times you leave him alone and leave him to himself. Not the time. And I'm like, you know. Bleep that like I, I so I run in there and David Cohn could not have been a sweeter human being he talked to me for like 10 minutes he let me sit next to him at the bar like after getting shit, like crushed that day was so awesome huge David Cohn fan and he's phenomenal at calling baseball games
1: did he, uh, he didn't, he didn't get you, you didn't have you didn't share a beer with him. Did you no, service?
0: no, no. It's my one regret. You know, I, I old you? eight or nine. Oh, so. I'd say it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it could have been okay. You know? Yeah. I should have. Yeah, I should have. But yeah, he was awesome. He was super cool. So shout out to David Cohn. I'm excited yes, for And he's his like success. one of those
1: guys that uh, is not anti analytics. No. And, actually-
0: and, and uses, talks about them in an intelligent way, like is good at, explaining them to an audience that might not understand him. He's like a really, really good baseball announcer.
1: Very good. Very good. So that's all I got. Uh, A-Rod Manning bad idea. David Cohn on the Sunday Night Baseball booth is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, honestly, I, I that's totally worth it for me because guess what? I don't have to watch the, the A-Rod cast. Like I could right. just watch David Cohn's. This is a win. This is getting yes. A-Rod out of my life. So I actually love this idea. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's great. Oh, Fritzy! I miss baseball, man.
1: That seems to be the general sentiment on those podcasts. Yeah, is,
0: I really yes. do. I really do. Like, I keep reading all these articles about owner labor strife, and you know this and that. It just—it really—it—it it eats away at my soul, Jack. It's not a—it's not the baseball content I want to be consuming.
1: Nope, but that's why we're here to You're damn break right, it up. Buddy you From, the, damn from right. the downtrodden nature of major league baseball. And
0: we will be doing the all time Phillies draft soon enough. Probably, I think so. Probably pretty soon. I think, you know. I don't, you know. Can they win on Sunday? Sure. Do I think they're gonna win on Sunday? I do not. So I think there's a decent chance the Eagles season coming to a, a close in the near future, but we will see. Well, as long as Hurts plays
1: well, that's
0: all that Well said, Jack. <laughs> well said. So uh, all time Phillies draft coming up in the near future. I'm sure we'll have some Eagles wrap up the handle for me and Fritz. Uh, next week, but uh, the good stuff's coming. And hopefully we'll have a baseball season to look forward to, maybe, potentially. That'd be nice. would be. It would be. It would be, yes. A year of High Ops podcast with no baseball would be, I don't know, a bummer. I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd be fine, but it'd be a bummer. Would we be? No, no, honestly, no. I mean, we haven't talked for like three weeks as it is, so no. Um, all right, you got any final thoughts, Fritzy?
1: Every day we get to wake up with Kyle Schwarber as a Philadelphia Philly, and that is quite <laughs> exciting.
0: <laughs> I don't need it. that's perfect. He spread some seltzer, we'll see you later.